0: Welcome to episode 152 of our SAP on Azure video podcast. Today is July 27th, and together with Robert and Goran, we're here to talk about anything related to SAP and Microsoft. Hello, everyone. Hi. So we released Bing Chat Enterprise at Inspire um, last week uh, or the week before that, and one of the key reasons Um, for releasing this enterprise edition was data protection and privacy. So when customers are using Azure OpenAI services in the context of the SAP Business Technology Platform, you might also be interested how you can connect and consume Azure OpenAI services in a secure way. And that's exactly where SAP Private Link Service comes in. Today, Harut and Martin join us today to talk about one of the latest services that is now supported with SAP Private Link Services. Azure OpenAI. But before we head over to them as always let's quickly take a look at the news from or some of the news from this week and um Goran we start with infrastructure related topics again from uh, bottom to
1: the up <laughs> yes yeah so uh interesting uh, uh announcement or a crash consistent vm restore public preview feature um what is the restore point? Restore point is basically we can take a snapshots, you know, of the disk which are kind of used in a different scenario like backup restore or maybe Azure Site Recovery as well. We have two option of uh, crash consistent, meaning non-application specific, or it's not an application consistent, which is typically uh, very often bound to the databases. Now, when it's ga- when <laughs> when it's about the crash consistent part. Um, generally, we, we only supported like one disk, you know, one disk at a time, which meaning it was uh, difficult to do for the whole VM, so to say, at the same time, you know, you need to do one, by, one after another, and then you are not at the same time. Now, here is the point that we have a crash consistent for all the disks in the same time per VM, you know, so very uh, cool. Very nice. I mean, feature, I can imagine definitely it could be used in a different SAP scenarios as well. Um, customer needs to register for the public preview in order to test it, uh, but definitely I would strongly recommend it, yeah, to you, to to um, customer, even partners, so to say, even to try it, yeah. Oh, cool. Hmm. Uh, yeah. The
2: next, Goran, next agent, yeah. agentless is always nice, right? Because, agentless
1: uh, is always nice. Exactly, that's a good point. It's uh, agentless. Uh, it's not related to the version of the operating system as well. There are below, there are a few kind of um, uh, interesting, um, beneficial. But agentless is always a t- uh, 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 good stuff because, yeah. Um, I mean, we can do this because it's uh, um, not an application specific. Yeah, yeah it's a uh, crash consistent. Yeah. So it's done, obviously, it's from the outside, right? Yeah, but nice stuff. Yeah. The next, what I found kind of interesting, I'm not sure if that would work for the SAP, but kind of um, preview of the Azure migration of the Windows servers. So from the on premises, on the VMware, we have an ability to to migrate with the Azure migrate option to the Azure. Now here is actually added a feature that during the migration you are doing also a Windows upgrade. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you go a bit down, there kind of um, screen sh- or some screenshots. Uh, basically, uh, I-, I think it's somewhere mentioned yeah, here so basically let's say okay current version is windows 26 and then you are kind of choosing a, hard, a, a higher version windows mm-hmm. 2090 on 2022 20, right um they are i mean it's being claimed that all the internal settings are being preserved okay <laughs> uh but Would you do
0: this in an sap environment probably yeah, not yeah well
1: right. uh, only after uh, No risk no uh, fun uh, no, race, no fun, and a lot of testing, of course. Of course, yeah. a lot of testing is needed, but it's kind of interesting stuff because sometimes, generally, uh, yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, definitely, it could be uh, useful because um, customers uh, generally are advised to go to the higher version of yes, the operating yeah. system um, in order to uh, minimize the later also upgrades, and generally, new new OS versions gets a new feature, so. I'm not sure if that would work with the SAP. It's just about this testing, but definitely an value add-on, yeah. Customer can tr- test it. Cool. All right.
0: Good, then um, we move up the stack basically. We, we briefly talked about this already. Um, with Azure API management, we now have the capability to also import data services. So um, here's the the official documentation that talks about this but even more important and that was just published after um our our show last time Martin here um published another really cool blog post on um yeah using these odata services with azure api management and uh yeah maybe Martin you you instead of me talking about the blog post maybe you can spend a few seconds on on this one uh, what the scenario is or what the starting point
2: is basically it's about making it easier to consume from the azure services right and um, that's why there's the the graphql sample for instance where you can uh, like mesh up multiple apis even sap plus non-sap but serve it from one single endpoint uh, which makes it easier for um, developers to take care of the lifecycle as well as of the integration efforts for instance And that's one of the many uh, options and i'd like to highlight there the sap cloud sdk um, repo where we're using um, what's um, like um, distributed for the BTP channels, SAP's Cloud SDK for JavaScript, and run that um, on on the app service to have like the best of both worlds: SAP's knowledge about semantics of the or data services that they provide, um, but the hosting as well as the integration part from from our platform. Mm-hmm. And also on the docs, um, you you went over there already. We have a second entry um, for that is SAP specific. So if you go to the past link from the Microsoft docs, uh, on on the left. So you came from the from the docs where you were showing the import. Metadata. Oh, here, Yeah, sorry, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the left, on the uh, table of contents, there's the next one: import SAP or data metadata mm-hmm. In in here we have um, like a section where we describe how to do this with Open API, and also with the the new OData stuff here. Yeah? So to consolidate the SAP specifics in one place.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that, that that's for me one one of
2: the most important
0: features that we just released in in Azure API Management for from an SAP context. Um, in yeah, since since a long time I would say because now obviously on the SAP side there are a lot of OData services. And now, with Azure Open AI management, you can also really consume these SAP or data services and obviously make them then available via Azure um, Azure API management to other Azure services. So I think that that's really something that will help a lot of customers in their in their journey. Good. then one last topic that I quickly want to mention that um was recently published, um, and that's a really nice end-to-end demo basically um that talks about an sap breach and how microsoft sentinel can be used with all the um connectors and um, integrations that we have with the sap um world or in the sap system how um such an investigation could look like it's just a yeah it's a four minute video or something like that and it's a nice story where um they they talk about how um such a breach could be detected and and what you can do with this so I would definitely recommend to spend these four minutes to to just watch the video.
2: And to me, the the craziest thing, Holger, is that uh, by um, from the attack pattern, because attackers like to do things a certain way, we can already identify which group this is, uh, from which part of the world they are attacking you, and they are, have even labels. They have like nicknames. How they yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like the, the,
0: oh. the different hacking groups. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: Good with this um that was all as i said um very very brief um this week um so with this maybe we can hand over to to our guests i mean martin um will come to you in a second (laughs) but Harut, um maybe before we go into the topic of today maybe you can quickly introduce yourself um you are from sap what are you doing at sap and then we can um take it from there
3: Thank you. Thank you very much, Holger. Thank you, Goran, for invitation. Very excited to be guest on your YouTube channel. My name is Saru Terminesen. I'm a solution expert on business technology platform and uh, working in a unit of platform adoption and advisory where we are building different reference architectures and use cases around uh, business technology platform and uh, validating that with the customers. So basically driving the adoption of the BDP. And uh, I think my collaboration with you guys with Microsoft is uh, kind of going back to 20, 2021, where we work together on our joint Microsoft and SAP uh, reference architectures uh, in the context of Embrace uh, initiative program, right? Yes. And we had like uh, some success uh, open SAP course uh, where we very closely worked uh, on it. And uh, but the collaboration I think not ended there, which is very great. So I think until now we are very strongly working with you guys on a uh, different topics and uh yeah i mean uh, martin so is uh my sparring partner from microsoft side from the sap private link service that's why uh, that's what we're going to share today right and since the announcement of the service we both were <laughs> very closely working together to identify some use cases to create some references make awareness uh, publish a lot of blog posts and try to help customers to to adopt this uh, this great service, and uh, I think today we will give you some updates. What happened since the I think it's almost a year since last uh, uh, last last session, right, on your channel about yeah. the private link. Maybe there there happened some some stuff. So we should like to share with Martin some of those changes. And at the end we have some exciting demo and a short proof of concept that we would like to share with you around uh, generative AI. So Perfect. maybe I can start sharing my screen. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. So I will uh,
2: take it from here then. Yeah. So I'm I'm Martin Pankres, been on the channel a couple of times before, and I'm in the same team as Holger, and we are basically looking at uh, SAP as our engineering partner. That's why, that's um, how I also got into contact with, with Harut, yeah, which I'm very glad that that happened because it's not only fun in terms of topics, but also um, like, oh, just, just great to work with knowledgeable colleagues like, like uh, Harut and the SAP side. And um, th- this is one of the, the outcomes yeah, of our partnership, yeah, where SAP was enabled to develop such a service for BTP and we drive common, common scenarios. And since we had a session with Sven at the beginning of the year, um, there were a couple of more services uh, released. So basically almost everything that is here on 2023 um, going uh, after February. Yeah, so we had machine learning, the storage account, which was a very uh, like hot topic. We had many customers asking that. And there's also like a nice um, uh, success story that we published to one of the customers that we'll show in a second and Azure Cognitive Services, Form Recognizer, and OpenAI are uh, top of mind, obviously. Yeah? So we had one customer in the uh, biotechnology sector who's like working on patient data, for instance, with the, the Form Recognizer. That was um, nice to see. And um, for the Cognitive Services, um, we are, um, so you get the, the whole portfolio of the uh, capabilities there. Yeah? It's really
0: great to see this list growing and growing basically and um i know from you really also from from customer demand that that as as you said customers are asking for these services because they they want to leverage um, btp they want to leverage azure services but they want to do this in a in an even more secure way so to say and it's it's really great that
2: that we see this list is growing and growing exactly and f- from here we uh, are going to do a deep dive on the open ai part yeah where uh, Harut and I worked on a um, like a prototype that we want to put into a nice blog post again. But you will see today like an early preview of the of the working version of the prototype before you get the structured stuff. How to reproduce all of this?
0: So. You saw it first here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, want to go on to the to the next section,
3: Harut? Yes, thank you very much, uh, uh, Martin. And uh, as you said, Holger, it's really good to see uh, like uh, more and more customers showing interest and adopting this and uh, also based on their demands, right? The services are growing, which is uh, is fantastic. And uh, one of such uh, success stories we had back in April uh, where we, work with the Frisland Campina together. uh, Microsoft, Frisland Campina, SAP to uh, also adopt the private link service. So basically, Frisland Campina is using many uh, uh, Microsoft and SAP solutions. Uh, For instance, the integration suites, they they have a large number of uh, business critical uh, integrations running on the integration suites and uh, integrating with uh, uh, some of the uh, Microsoft services uh, and solutions also uh, some of the uh, lines of areas or critical areas for them like finance, uh, procurement, uh, etc. And uh, the requirement basically from their side was mainly security related because uh, before adopting the private link, they were mainly using the Uh, IP whitelisting on the service side to to the BTP services and which is uh, of course was working for them but it was uh, also bringing some limitations and challenges and uh, uh, yeah and they wanted to avoid all of these challenges and they asked us to support them uh, using the private link service and that's exactly where we, uh, uh, with Martin uh, and our other colleagues, uh, supported to to integrate that. And basically, as you can see, the main uh, scenario for them was uh, using the uh, Azure Blob Storage, Mm -hmm. and uh, they were using a lot of uh, unstructured data on the Blob Storage, and this was uh, 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 running on the integration flows in the integration suite. And we basically, we can say we completely disable, let's say the entire uh, Internet access to the blob storage. And oh. uh, but the, 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 the data still could be written, written from uh, the blob storage via private link only from the BTP. right? So, oh. and with that, I think- Maybe, we maybe just one, one question.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's great for the security, of course, because it's just internal and much easier, but did, Generally, uh, um, I would expect also some some improvements on performance as well. Uh, did you see any uh, improvements here or, I mean, depends uh, on the number of data as well, yeah? Yeah,
3: that's, uh, for this particular case, we're not having too heavy uh, data, yeah, okay. uh, yeah. correct me, Martin, if I'm wrong, that's why we couldn't see really big difference, but you're absolutely right. Uh, for the large amount of data, so of course uh, uh, security is one point, but also performance is very, yeah. uh, very important. And I think we can see for the large amount of data, is also some performance improvement.
2: Yeah, makes sense. Well, we 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 checked with some like peak loads um, because this is a mission critical um, integration for them. So if this fails, um, they get challenges with their production lines. Yeah? So that's mm-hmm, why yeah. this needed yeah. to be really like uh, solid. Yeah. yeah. And um, it was verified if peaks in writing uh, in like okay. gigabytes cool. uh, also work and that was signed off. That's why they moved to production with this, which was like uh, one of the uh, best outcomes to me. Yeah? So Harut and team um like advised on how to do this and they uh, like made the move over like a weekend downtime planned maintenance window and switched to to the private link for this and the testing was good and we haven't heard uh, about any challenges since then so all good fantastic
3: exactly so i I hope uh, we will work uh, further martin and we will maybe have a further more such success stories around this topic so and with this, I would say we can move to uh, the, the next topic, which uh, Martin, you published uh, also end of April, right?
2: Exactly, yeah. So at that time, um, I'm also wearing the, the ReCAP shirt today. Yeah, I wanted to bring it up again because this is uh, another option um, how to consume from the cup world um, through the private link, um, the Azure services. And in here, we we had recently the uh, Cosmos DB hackathon where we were providing the NoSQL uh, API interface. But if you're not there yet, that doesn't mean you cannot consume because it's possible to have the OData um, like layer on, on top of it. So any Azure service that do, doesn't have uh, no data interface, uh, you can uh, like expose this way. And the uh, proxy that is mentioned in this uh, report is hosted on GitHub supports Azure Blob and Cosmos DB and that's like another option through private link uh, to enable those services Mm.
0: Nice, and it's really nice how how this concept of of the private link connectivity, so the secure connectivity between BTP, so I mean, BTP needs to run on Azure, your SAP system needs to run on Azure, or the services needs to run on Azure, and then um, you can have this private link connectivity without exposing data to the internet, yeah, and, and it's not only applicable for, for these standard service, but you can really um, have a much broader uh, usage of scenarios here. So, so that, that's a really nice
2: um, use case. Exactly. Yeah. And from here, the, the wait is now over. We're going to head into Azure OpenAI next.
3: <laughs>
2: it's time to switch to AI. OK.
3: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um... So I think after the the service was enabled, uh, the Azure OpenAI for for the private link, uh, Martin and I had a call where we were thinking what we can build some 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 good use case that we can demonstrate uh, the service there and uh, uh, yeah, luckily at that time I think I was having something at look at the SAP audit log service for some 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 information. And then uh, I realized that, uh, uh, of course, like all these logs, as you know, and every developer will prove it, right? So, I mean, they are not that much user-friendly. Reading logs might be very challenging. So it has a, not a structured way It's hard to read, it's hard to find the the right information there, right? So it's basically a time-based list with a JSON file, which has a lot of information. And to find the right uh, source of information, what you're looking might be very time-consuming and challenging. And we were like, uh, actually, this would be really good to analyze, take some of these results uh, from uh, the audit log, uh, which uh, obviously the PTP is generating during the usage, right? So everything mm-hmm. is happening, especially security related stuff, are audited and locked in the in the service. And then uh, Martin and I said, "Okay, let's let's start first with a small proof of concept. Later we can think about something bigger. But within proof of concept, we said without doing any direct integration with the service, let's just get some data from the audit log and feed it in a in a, in a small Postgres SQS database. Uh, and on top of that, we build the uh, Cap application." Uh, uh, using the latest um, uh, Postgres package provided by Cap, right, and we were just with the Cap, we're uh, reading the information from the database about these logs and also connecting to the Azure OpenAI, right. I mean, and the idea was that uh, let's let's play a little bit with the prompt engineering with these log entries and come up with the idea that we can provide a summary of each log uh, in a more human readable and understandable way that it's less time consuming. Everyone can understand what is written. We can directly identify who was in it was an trade or not. And also if you provide a large amount of change uh, logs, right, it can also improve to have a good quality uh, outcomes uh, for, for the logs. And we said, okay, one hand side we can for each each entry and also it will be great that let's say at the end of the day the administrator of the system will receive an email with the summary for example what happened that day right so in a short summarized crisp way without spending much time and having a look in the in the audit service. And uh, exactly what we did that, so we, we built this proof of concept, uh, and uh, the connectivity again, we will see that it's 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 uh, via private link. And uh, first thing, what we did was to, uh, as I mentioned, to do some some prompt engineering. So, and the the Azure is providing a great uh, playground for it. So here was our first starting point. Because if we have a good prompt, I think uh, the 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 rest of engineering stuff are uh, are pretty straightforward. And uh, we, yeah, came up with a lot of testing. This you can see here. This is basically like the the typical log how it looks like. And uh, we came up at the end with some system messages and with some prompts in the. I would say pretty much good, good results. Uh, you know, of course, if you have later like uh, more data providing uh, more chain summaries, providing that uh, the results will be more accurate right? and uh, after yeah, after having all these tests, uh, actually was the the doing or building the application part, which um, I would like to show you. And. Uh, uh, on on top of Cap, we built like a, a small UI component, and this is how usually today the audit logs look like, right? If you go to the audit log service from the PTP. In a very similar format, you will uh, see, maybe the JSON is a little bit nicer formatted than here, mm-hmm. but still, you can see like, uh, it's, it's quite challenging to read and understand <laughs> what happened there, so. All the information is there,
2: but very exactly. hard to read, yeah. Exactly. And now, uh,
0: before we, say,
3: we go okay, there, let's...
2: imagine you have like uh, many tenants, you have many sub accounts, yeah? And you have hundreds of people using them, you get flooded with those messages. Mm-hmm. Like. And I'm sure that the SAP team has uh, like uh, a roadmap for this as well. Yeah, so they they're probably working on something uh, in this regard. Um, but nevertheless, we wanted to use the sample uh, to motivate um, what you would do with it. So. Yeah.
3: Okay. And maybe let's let's pick up one one example here, right? Of course, my session was timed out. Always <laughs> happens uh,
2: with preparation for the for the recordings. Yeah. By by the way, the malware stuff, this is a um, a standard alert that SAP provides. There's like a test file for malware that you can put into your business application studio. This will then uh, trigger this, so it's not like made up or anything. Malware infected DevSpaces is an alert that SAP offers.
3: And exactly that what we did, I think just to simulate that there is also some critical threat in the system, right? So on the Business Application Studio, uh, as Martin said, this this malware service, and then we kind of simulated a small malware on on command line. And uh, of course, the, the service detected it and put it on the logs. And we can see here the unstructured way of it, and this is the outcome after the uh, our uh, Azure OpenAI, right? And then we can see that it's uh, clear to read the audit log entry indicates that there is a security threat on the test space. It's giving the space name in the BTP instance. And uh, specifically, it states that the test space is infected with malware. Uh, the poses a risk to security of the system and must be remediated immediately to prevent further damages, right? So, really cool. Uh, yeah.
0: so- so out of this very structured, very technical information from the audit log, um, Azure OpenAI was able to create a very meaningful text,
3: basically. Exactly. Uh, this was one example. Maybe let's go back and pick up the, uh, the second scenario, which is, uh, yeah, uh, I think the other two were not so critical ones. Uh, let's take this one, for example. There was a
2: login from a strange IP, I think. Something like that, yeah. Uh,
3: and then here, yeah, the provided log entry contains info level related to some uh, issuance of the token. There is mentioning which token is that, and then the entry alone does not indicate any security threat, but evaluating mm-hmm. logs even isolation is not sufficient to repair any security threats. Uh, basically, it says, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it can recognize this. This is not uh, critical. And I think this is already great. If someone can have a look at that one sentence, that is already enough to not spend much time to have a look on this, right? But I like and the, the comment imagine, there. it
2: says you should mm-hmm. look at more logs in, in correlate in correlation. Yeah, that's also what we do with our security portfolio. Always um, see mm-hmm. if a login event that in itself is not suspicious becomes suspicious with timing and uh, like place yeah? uh, interesting that the GPT already tells you that yeah? you should look at more entries in in conjunction Exactly no?
3: <laughs> exactly. <Yeah>. exactly. <laughs> and I think that would be even better what 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 we have seen in this uh, diagram we're showing like imagine at the end of the day going through all the uh list of the uh the, the logs i think martin will give outlook in a minute but we can make a summary out of it and send us an email i think that would be really good this is something we would like to try or we've started to try and uh, this will be part of our uh, joint blog post uh, uh, with martin exactly maybe before we go to have an outlook, how we can improve this, Martin? I can also quickly show the uh, like how we did it, right? I can show a little bit in the uh, the source code. So uh, it's uh, basically um, a typical uh, I mentioned a Cap application where we use the latest. Uh, Postgres uh, package for it, and of course also the uh, OpenAI uh, the client uh, here to 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 uh, to make the uh, to make the calls to the Azure OpenAI, and basically what we played on the playground, right? All the system information mm-hmm. and the prompts, what we are getting from JSON, we are basically providing it here. The, the private link part, uh, I can show you how we configured. So uh, we have created a private link service uh, and we bound it to the, uh, our, our CAP application here. And you can see that we are getting the, the hostname, which is bound exactly to this space and application. And if I go to my Azure account, you can see that the same uh, uh, hostname or endpoint uh, for my Azure AI I will find also there, which is good. So what we can do right now, just uh, for fun to test it, uh, how it works, if it's really going private link or not. So um, let us uh, quickly uh, to check it here and do NS lookup. Uh, on this endpoint, right? This is from my local machine.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And you can see that it will resolve to a, to a public IP address, right? So this mm-hmm. is going by a public Internet from my endpoint, basically all other. Whenever I use this endpoint or my instance on Azure from anywhere else, it's going by a public and then what we can do now I can just try to. Uh, open the container of my uh, application uh, on the PTP, right? So right now on my Cloud Foundry application, inside this uh, application container, and uh, I can do the NS lookup uh, for the same instance from here, right? Yeah. And then uh, this is, you you can see this time, it resolves into a a private IP address which means from from our space, then we are connecting to the Azure OpenAI via private link.
2: That's a good point there, Harut. Maybe you can go back to the portal so that we can actually match uh, what the drawing showed before. When you go here to the networking tab on the left, uh, on the resource management, you have still configured all networks for this instance. Uh, here's the private endpoint. Yes, you're, you're talking privately to this resource, but it's still available on the Internet. And If you choose the firewalls and virtual networks pane, yeah. Here you can also select the, the network and like put it into your private VNet, huh? which then like shows the scope that we had on the drawing. Huh? So
3: then yeah. We were not wanting to 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 disable all other other colleagues of working on this. That's why we we a lot from all other networks as well, right? But exactly Martin, so we can completely restrict or disable the uh, other access and then we'll have only via private endpoints, right?
2: Yeah. And it's like the, the biggest difference to ChatGPT, yeah? so I want to emphasize this point. Yeah? Um, the GPT model uh, is offered in both places. Yeah? In ChatGPT publicly, where all your interaction like feeds the public model. But in Azure OpenAI Service, this is not only connectivity-wise private, but also the data that you feed in there or that you process there. Yeah? So it's yeah. all in your realm and it stays in your region. Yeah? So that's the like the only like enterprise-grade offering to do this for um, the GPT interaction. So to say for large language models. No? Cool. Okay.
0: Great. No, I think that that's a fantastic um, integration there already um, to really connect this in in a private and secure way from BTP to Azure OpenAI. Nice.
2: All right, yeah, so okay.
0: then
3: uh, uh, maybe Martin, you want to give a little bit overview of what we are planning to do uh, yes. later?
2: Yes. Um so in the example, you saw one log entry being uh, like uh, sent and summarized. Yeah? But in in, um, in a production grade uh, scenario, you would want to like process like many, many months uh, of, of this yeah? or maybe even years. Yeah? And at that point, you will deal with the token limits. You cannot send very large documents to the Azure OpenAI service as is. You need to have some sort of mechanism to break them up. And here, on our docs, we describe two patterns from the Azure OpenAI service. One of them is parallel processing, where you send, let's say, six weeks of audit log in parallel. And in the end, you combine them. Or the second one, which I prefer because the, um, the, the log might influence each other where you send the result of the, your um, summarization to the next summary process so at that end, each um, like request has seen the responses of the other services so, and at that point you will have a more um, more influential result in the in the summary. So you can imagine now you can even pass multiple years with with this process. So. Mm-hmm. And uh, the second one, if you want to go into um, a different approach where you uh, reduce the result set beforehand. So imagine the, um, the audit log is represented as, as JSON, put that as into a block file and in there only select the ones relevant to you. So you're saying I'm looking for malware, for instance. So you will um, ask this question to the Azure Cognitive Search which then identifies which entries in your audit log are likely to fit that um, that pattern. And then you only send that result set to the Azure OpenAI Service. So you're not like sending it everything and then go figure it out, but really reduce it beforehand, which has a risk that you might like deselect something that you wanted. <laughs> so there's always like a fine line to navigate and also to tune um, so that you get the best results. Yeah? But those are the three um, like approaches that I wanted to show how to deal with such a large uh, json output as from the sap audit log
0: because right now you're you're just putting the the audit log information in the user prompt actually and and obviously that that is very limited um, depending on, on on the token size and the model that you're using and so on but here with this new capability actually of using um azure blob storage and and azure cognitive services to pre-process basically the information that's where you could really work with um much much bigger um data sets
2: yes that's a pattern that we see with like knowledge base um integrations where customers are looking to make their intranet or their sharepoint where they store all sorts of knowledge uh, more available yeah first go with the cognitive search to identify the most relevant documents and only process them instead of taking everything yeah Yeah. 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 cool and this is uh, a scenario that we're going for Devtoberfest. Yeah, so everyone is watching this and is SAP savvy and uh, want to participate in that session. So you will have private link plus this fully blown scenario for you to to reproduce and uh, enjoy at the Devtoberfest. Perfect.
0: Good. All right. Good. So I think that's that's a that's a really great outlook. Um, uh, so, so that now we we, we teased a re- re- very nice scenario basically. So we we saw it working. That's also good. So it's it's not just uh, slideware. So thanks for that. And then um, with the outlook that at some point in time you will also be able to really run through this by yourselves and and you uh, yeah test it out as part of the Dev Tour Fest.
2: Cool. I, th- I think the timing is in October. Let me quickly check which date was shortlisted. I think it's the 4th, it is, yeah, so 4th of October. October. Yeah, mark that as uh, the, the day you, Lock need the to calendar. Yes. <laughs> yes. you need to attend the session that Harut and I are going to run on that day. Fantastic.
1: Super. Good. And we even, you showed that the internal uh, private link, it's used productively, not just, it's not just uh, uh, PowerPoints, but are really used in a productive scenarios for customer with a scenario which they consider as a business critical, right? So.
2: Yes. So yeah. Freescale Campina, really need to make sure that this doesn't break. Otherwise, yep. uh, exactly. they mm-hmm. are yeah. trouble. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, really looking forward to do more of these things with you, Haruta. It's always nice to work with you on those things. On those. Always
3: scenarios. nice working with you, Martin. Uh, oh, perfect. Then we we all will look forward to
0: additional things um, that both of you will uh, create and and submit. For now, thanks very much for for joining us, Harut. And yeah, I'm sure I'll, I'll see you or will see you again on the on the podcast to talk about some nice integration
2: scenarios.
3: Oh, yeah, the team has Thank more. Thank you very much. Thanks so. all.
2: The team has more on the backlog, huh? so there's uh, we, we just need to make sure we we get the approvals to to tell the rest of the world about it too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. Thank
0: Perfect. you guys. Thank you everyone. Take care. Bye. Bye.